In this episode, I talk with Mike Hoxie from Pickleball is Great, which is a company running pickleball tournaments all over the United States. Mike discusses how he got started running tournaments and his journey to having a company running events. He's also partnering with the Amateur Athletic Union, the AAU, by hosting a series of tournaments called the Road to the AAU Junior Olympics. So to hear more from Mike, let's get to the intro. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Mike Hoxie. How are you doing, Mike? I'm great. How are you today? Just fine. I am so glad that you were able to jump on the podcast today. And I just wanted to get started with a little bit about your background, because you are somebody who runs pickleball tournaments and actually does quite a few, although, of course, last year was a bit limited with uh, 2020 and COVID. But first, to get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you started to play pickleball and then how you got involved in running tournaments? Sure. I, I was lucky enough to start playing back in 2011. So this is my 10-year anniversary for pickleball. And I was lucky enough to be here in the Portland area, Oregon. And I got to play with people that are now in the Hall of Fame of Steve Peranto and Ricky Ruiz. At back when social play was just a dozen of us trying to find a dry court somewhere in the Portland area. We didn't have places lined. We often had to tape courts, but we just wanted to get out and play. And it was lots of fun. It was a smaller group. What happened was, and back in 2012, a group of us decided to form a club, the Columbia River Pickleball Club now, that has over 600 members in the metro area because the sport has just exploded all through the greater Portland area. The funny part is that when the club was formed, I was one of the youngest guys in the room, so I became the webmaster and the de facto volunteer to run a tournament at the pickleballtournaments.com website, which I had never seen before our first tournament. So it was it was a good introduction into the sport, and I ran the club tournaments with the help of Michael Wolf. He was a police fire guy, games organizer down in California for years. So he helped with a lot of the organization and essentially mentored me on how to get started and organize these events. And our club continued to grow and go from one a year to two tournaments a year. And next thing we know, the State Games of Oregon, I was lucky enough to join that group of organizers to help run their tournaments and modernize it from 25 years of being on paper and pencil to moving it over to the website pickleballtournaments.com and really helping increase the fun of the tournament because there was less waiting and more playing and we all got to get together and back then back in 2013 and 14 we'd have groups from Seattle come down with Steve Wong and Billy Jacobson and these other you know real original people for pickleball all coming to Portland that Back then, they were just another player, but now I really appreciate what, what they did to help get our sport to where we are today. Well, you've got such a long history in pickleball, certainly longer than mine since I just started playing in 2018. But it sounds like you started running tournaments kind of on a small scale, and then it's really grown, and now you actually have a company that does that, correct? 
It is. And I always openly blame Melissa McCurley from Pickleball Tournaments. It was her fault that I got this idea. She contacted me after one of our state games of Oregon and asked if I would consider starting my own company so that she could send referrals up here to the Northwest that she was receiving to run tournaments to me because her and her brother just couldn't stretch themselves out enough to cover the whole country. So I I sat on it and did some discussions with my son and tried to figure out how to work full time and start running tournaments. And back in 2016 is when I formed Pickleball is Great. And it was a modest start. We did six tournaments our first year, but then I kind of found I really enjoyed it. So in 2017, we doubled and went to 13 tournaments and found I still really enjoyed it and started to travel to other tournaments talk about what I did. And in 2018, we had 26 tournaments. And sadly enough, I ran out of vacation time and I had to decide, am I going to take this seriously and make it a full-time job or is it just going to be a part-time hobby? And in 2018, I left working for Kroger for six years and uh, went full-time into Pickleball is Great. So it's been a great journey. 2019, I hired a couple of ladies, Kathy Rambosik and Gigi Guerra, to run tournaments. And we traveled together and trained together. And we did 46 tournaments in 2019. It was a great year. And then 2020 came and we did 10 tournaments in the first 10 weeks in five different states. And COVID put a giant stop to that. Uh, ironically enough, we finished 2020 with 20 tournaments. So it's, it's been a rough year, but we know 2021 is going to be fantastic. Yeah, go ahead and talk about some of the challenges from COVID. Obviously, you were running fewer tournaments, which definitely had a financial impact. But then also, when you're running them in terms of the ones that you were able to run, you know, later in the year, how did you handle the COVID aspect of it? With It was growing educational opportunities, I like to politely say. With every city, state, county, it's been a different learning curve. And I found partners that are willing to work with us and partners that are not willing to take the risk. So we've morphed into doing everything outdoors. All of our tournaments have been outdoors. We are We have a set pandemic plan that we use as a base model, and then we essentially revise it for each city, whether that is a new ball for every match, whether it's just sanitizing the balls. They have eliminated things like food and vendors on site. None of those common points. Some cities don't allow water jugs. So it's just taken extra communication and flexibility. And in all honesty, the players that come, they all know the expectation because we're communicating regularly on if you do want to come, this is what we need you to follow. I'm not going to be the mask police officer. I'm going to expect each player to manage themselves, essentially. And then in terms of 2021, how do you see that rolling out? Right now, we're still focused on only running outdoor tournaments. That seems to be the most accepted. We have a couple indoor events scheduled, but they continue to be pushed back on the West Coast. The restrictions are very tight. So we're actually expanding heavily east right now and in in talks with a lot of places to help bring the AAU pickleball sport to other parts of the country. Pickleball is great, is going to be running a series of tournaments called the Road to the AAU Junior Olympics. And essentially, it 
culminates in Houston the first week of August. And what we're doing now is looking for places that want to have us come out there and run an AAU pickleball tournament, which is for all ages and all skills. It's not just for juniors. And this is really the first national push from AAU pickleball. There's been some events in the Midwest, and most of them have been in Florida. But with pickleball is great in our reach, we're going to work uh, hard to bring it nationwide. And I'm, I'm hoping to see most of you uh, out there on the road somewhere. And so it sounded like with the AAU, it's kind of, you mentioned the road to the Junior Olympics? Correct. So AAU sports was started well over... 130 years ago before the Olympics was formed and helped U.S. Olympics essentially get organized. And in in the 70s, that's when the Olympic Committee was formed here in the U.S. And AAU essentially handed off all of those rights, but retained the Junior Olympic rights. So you won't see the rings from the Olympics branding. It's, It's clearly the AAU Junior Olympics. And we will be going to Houston to basically follow the rest of the sports that are not in the Olympics. They call them exhibition sports. And we're going to be there the same weekend that they have all the track and field events with all of those sorts of fun vendors and create that environment of excitement. And we have done this once before. And so this year we're building on it to see where we can grow it to, if we can get essentially 500 kids to come to Houston to have a great time and show where the sport has come in the last five years. Wow. That sounds like a great opportunity. And just curious if you happen to know, can a exhibition sport, which pickleball would be in this case for the junior Olympics, can it eventually become a part of the regular junior Olympics or does it first have to become a part of the Olympics? It's totally independent from the Olympic Committee and that process. I know that we have invited well over 30 countries to come to the event to help support the broad sport of pickleball. It's just another piece of evidence is what I'd like to say to help show the rest of the world that pickleball is really here and we really want to help show the world how fun it is. And so at this point for 2021, how many tournaments are you thinking you're going to be running and it sounds like it's going to be throughout the U S in this case, whereas I think before you were mostly focused more on the in the West. Uh, Yes. So in the past, we've gone to Alaska every June for Homer. So we can do halibut fishing. We go to Hawaii every December on Maui because it's great weather there. So it's partially work and partially vacation, but we're really looking to go everywhere from South Carolina, Georgia, anywhere in the Northeast. So basically we're just looking for facilities that have eight eight or more courts, preferably 10 to 12 has kind of been the sweet spot because we aim for about a hundred people a day so that we get anywhere from three to 400 people. So it's a mid-sized tournament. We're not looking to have a thousand player event come to town. We know it's more exciting and more fun when we can do these fun family events where grandma can play with her grandson and dad can play with his mom those sort of fun situations, because these are all round robins. They all have a playoff for the medals. But what we're really trying to do is really embrace that amateur spirit where sports are for all forever, which is part of what AAU sports is really focused on. Well, that's great. I will let you know after the podcast that there is a venue here in uh, Connecticut, not far from Hartford, that would probably fit your bill. 
Perfect. And uh, we do other tournaments. Last year, I did 30% of my tournaments were USA Pickleball sanctioned tournaments, uh, including the one with Steve Cole just a couple weeks ago in Vegas, the last week of the year. And it was a great time with Steve there at the Plaza Hotel. We were flexible to do sanctioned tournaments from USA Pickleball, AAU tournaments, non-sanctioned tournaments. Essentially, Pickleball is Great was designed to partner with whoever needs us, whether it's a visitor bureau, a local club, uh, a facility. We have that flexibility to kind of fit what the needs are of the area. So it's been nice to have that flexibility that's part of being a small business owner and trying to survive in this time is I'm not rigid on who we do business with. We're looking to help grow the sport of pickleball. And I know that I've heard too, that the tournaments that you run are really player friendly. We work very hard. We were all players, Kathy, Gigi, and myself were all players that really want things to start on time, end on time, minimal wait time, clear communication, you know, there are things that we just believe are the core to keeping a great event. And we do a lot of pre-planning to make sure that when we get there on the day of the event, that theme, things just seem to smooth as a river and we can just glide along through the day and have a great time. So it's it's a lot of pre-planning work, which is nice so that we can do that in our homes or wherever we are. And then when we get on site, things just kind of run nice nice and smoothly. So it may look really easy if you're at our events, but we're investing the time ahead of time to make it that way. And I understand too that you've run multiple tournaments on a weekend. I mean, that must be pretty crazy if they're not all in the same area. It has been. We, we've done multiple states on the same weekend and making sure the right resources are in the right places has been a new challenge for us as we expand, but it's it's actually getting easier as Kathy and Gigi and myself all have our own network of support, and I kind of work as a central hub to make sure that the right sponsor supplies are there, the right vendor supplies are there. So I'm helping with the admin piece and and making sure that when Gigi is running a tournament in California and Kathy's doing one in Washington, and I may be in Arizona, that it's the same fun experience that you're going to see at the tournaments. And in terms of your background prior to running pickleball tournaments full time, how did your experience, work experience over the years, you know, impact what you do in running tournaments? Well, fortunately, I survived the retail management gauntlet is what I jokingly say. I was all sorts of general manager and sales manager and operations managers. So the frontline management in retail will teach you a lot over 30 years and those experiences in the field and problem solving and making decisions, I feel have really helped with Pickleball's great success because we're able to help plan ahead, be ready for a plan B, and essentially know that communication is critical. If, if, if the players know what's going on, then there's less surprises. And it's been, it's been lots of fun. I, I do enjoy pulling on some of my experience from Granger Industrial Supply when we went through the swine flu a few years ago. Some of that pandemic planning has fit quite nicely into today's world. So it's, it's nice to know that these past experiences do help us with future success. Well, hopefully, besides COVID, you won't have to go to a Plan B anytime soon. There's been there's been some some alternatives we had to explore, but it's it's all worked out well so far. The nice thing is that we've had very flexible players and partners 
We've had a lot of support from the pickleball community, and it's nice to know that people appreciate the efforts that we've put in the last two years to help grow the sport where we've gone to and really enjoy being there at a tournament and watching the fun and excitement. And I have to admit, hearing the sound of multiple courts playing pickleball at one time is just a unique sound that I really enjoy. Well, with everything that you do, I'm surprised you're able to even find the time to play any pickleball yourself. It's a challenge, but I do make the time. It's some mornings, if people try to reach me, I may be out on the court and I instead will return my calls in the evening or I may cut my day short so I can get on the court in the afternoon. So that's the benefit of doing a lot of this legwork remotely is I can squeeze in pickleball wherever I can. And uh, most of the time when we're on the road at these tournaments, we all try to get on the courts the day or two before just to make sure everyone knows we're not just desk jockeys. We really are players. We love the sport. We love playing. And you can hear us laughing out there on the courts with you and having a good time when a good shot happens. Well, that sounds great. And, you know, I know that, like we've said a couple of times, 2020 has been a challenge. 2021, at, at least for most of the year, probably will still be with COVID. What are your, you know, kind of future goals? I mean, do you have future goals for where you want to be, you know, five years from now? Well, ideally, I am this year celebrating my uh, senior birthday. I get to turn 50 this year, and I'm hoping that I can start squeezing in more senior tournaments. But essentially, by five years from now, I'd like to be in a position to have enough people trained and ready to run tournaments that I can slide backwards and play more tournaments and do more quality control at our own Pickleball's Great events to see how things are going and be more of a, a player coach and help things happen. We are looking to expand internationally to see where do we want to put our toe in the water first as far as which country do we want to go to to run a Pickleball is Great tournament. We know our core business is running tournaments, but there's no reason why we can't collaborate with camps alongside it or a travel trip that culminates in a tournament at the end. So there's lots of opportunities. I uh, don't like to say no. I like to often look at it and ask people to explain more about what they see or what they feel might work in a collaboration because I'm a big, big fan of the mutually beneficial relationship. Well, great. And so I usually finish up the podcast just by asking a couple more questions at this point. And, and next question then is, which pickleball paddle do you use and why do you like it? So I am currently using the armor paddles that Steve Wong has, as well as using some of the head paddles. And obviously uh, up here in the Northwest, the Selkirk paddles, the Vanguards are fantastic. So those are the ones I use most of the time right now. They've all been big supporters of what Pickleball is Great has done over the years and working with me going forward. There are a lot of paddle choices out there. And whenever someone asks me for which one to buy, I always ask them to go try it first. Get a paddle in your hand and try it. Most of us addicted pickleballers have three to five paddles on us at all times. And with COVID right now, it's a little hard to share things, but I still see people dipping in their bag to let people try their gearbox or try their Onyx or try something new that may be different from them. So it's really, like everyone says, it's it's depends on the ball. It depends on the surface. It's hard for me to say which one paddle will make you a 5-0 player. Yeah, I kind of laugh at that. But anyways, onward. 
So if somebody wants to uh, reach out to you, is interested in, you know, having a tournament in their area or just connecting with you, where should they reach out to? So I always suggest people to email me first at pickleballisgreat at gmail.com. That is the safest way to get in touch with me so that I can make sure that you get all the answers and attention you need. We do have a website of pickleballisgreat.com. And the rest of the digital media that follows after that, like Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. So uh, we're hard to miss. If you just Google pickleball is great, we should be right there for you. And it's, it's fun to meet new people. I'm enjoying getting back out and getting connected to people. The last nine months, it's been, you know, a little unique having been isolated and kept in our little spaces here, but we're safe. And we're healthy. And that's been the big message as as we get back out there that you may find that coming to a Pickleball's Great Tournament is safer than your social play because the people that are there all have agreed to the same terms to follow the same rules. And running a tournament is actually becoming as safe or safer than any rec play. So I, I encourage people to take a look at the tournaments we have all listed on pickleballtournaments.com, or you can come to our website and I'm keeping it current with the most most likely ones to happen. We have a lot of them planned, but we're all just kind of waiting to make sure that we stay aligned with whatever city and state rules change next week. Yeah, don't they always? And I will definitely be looking forward to playing in one of your tournaments when you get into my neck of the woods. My pickleball has been very limited due to COVID too. I, I understand completely. And that's some of our tournaments we do as no ratings attachment. So essentially the data doesn't impact your rating at all. So it kind of takes the pressure off of, you know, I don't want to play with this person because my rating will drop or I don't want to play because I don't want to hurt my rating. So we do some tournaments that do fall into the UTPR rating from USA Pickleball. And we do a, a bunch of tournaments that are excluded for that exact reason so that you can come out and play and not worry about, you know, losing any rating points and and that sort of thing. So it's, it's a constantly evolving world of pickleball and it's, it'll, it's fun. That's the main thing is that come out there, have fun, smile, laugh. That's what we're all here for. Well, that's a great idea in terms of having some of them count towards your ranking and not like you said, so you can play with a friend or who might not be at the same level. Is there a place that you can see that on your website or on pickleballtournaments.com? On pickleballtournaments.com, when you go to a certain tournament, there'll be a little red message that says this data is excluded. All of the AAU tournaments right now, you can filter out as well on pickleball tournaments, and those will all be excluded because we really want to encourage first timers or maybe a sibling, you know, like I was saying, you know, mom playing with son or dad playing with mom, you know, whatever age group, it, it doesn't matter. We will find the way to make it work. We did a tournament in St. George, Utah in October, and we had 40 juniors come. And it was a great example of what what can really happen when you start letting people know that the fun is really there for all ages. You don't just have to be uh, a certain age to play pickleball. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and growing pickleball. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I love the opportunity and I look forward to seeing you on the courts. 
Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.